Good morning. You're listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachman Signal Network. We are right here on the Lower East Side. I'm so excited. This is one of my favorite shows of the year. And we're going to get to that in just a minute. I'm Naomi Nachman and I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love shopping for it, cooking it, eating it, eating at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a personal chef. I'm a cookbook author. Um, I, I love I love everything food related. So uh, anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call and I can even cook it for you. You can find me on the AussieGourmet.com, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. Yeah, got them all. All right, and now on the Nakam Siegel Net, Net YouTube channel so you can watch all of our shows anytime because seeing is believing. Not that we, we uh, don't love radio and we love it, but we have a really nice component of children and young adults that actually like to watch our YouTube channel and we kind of bring the inside of this uh, iconic studio to you in your homes or in your laptops or your iPhones so you get to watch us right here having all the fun as well all the laughing you you get to see a little bit more behind the scenes. Um, I have a great lineup Um, it has been a very long time since I've had Brent Dillman on the show from the Cheese Guy my favorite cheeses. I love all his stuff, different than any of the other amazing companies that I've worked with as well. But I'm very excited to have a, a cheese and wine pairing. And who else do I have with my wine pairing? Gabriel Geller from Royal Wines. And we are going to have one hour, me and ZK and the two gentlemen to my left, wine and cheese pairing. And we're doing this for our Shavuos Fest. We're literally counting down till... How many? I don't even know where we're up to. A couple of weeks ago, I'm actually still counting. There's a Sphira app that I'm using that really helps me. I was in the middle of doing some recipe development last night on my computer, typing away some recipe instructions. My phone goes off. Have you counted the Omer today? And I literally stopped and I stood up and made the bracha. So I'm still in it. I do want to give a shout out to Doma in the five towns. I was there. I haven't had a chance to give them this uh, to share this with everyone yet. Um, I was there for brunch a couple of weeks ago. Um, they have an amazing brunch menu. Even though they're a steakhouse, they do an amazing brunch menu. I know that Gabriel was there with his – we went with your wife? Yeah, of course. It's amazing. It is awesome. Uh, it's it's crazy how they kind of like took breakfast foods, flashed them up a little bit. Yep. But, you know, you don't go there at 10. They're only for, open from 12. So it's really lunch brunch but with breakfast foods. Absolutely. It was – You know – uh, uh, chicken and waffles and stuff like that. Frittatas. Yeah. A flashing yeah. frittata. How about but that? Do, but Doma for me is all about their tomahawk steak. I mean, I've never on. had their tomahawk steak. You must. You must. I usually say, and I apologize to all who might be offended by these words, uh, but I usually avoid going to a restaurant to eat steak. I, I can make do. steak at home. I don't need to go to a restaurant for that. I say uh, that too, Gabriel. Yeah, I, I, I want special food. That. But really? the tomahawk steaks and the steaks in general at Doma are insane. Really? You think I should? I actually learned that from Mike Gershkovitz, from Mike's Bistro. And I went there and I ordered a steak and he came out to afterwards to say hello. And he's like, you ordered a steak at my restaurant? Because the cow does all the work. <laughs> yeah. you can, I always say you buy it. So I took that with me and I, I always remember what Mike told me. He goes, have something the chef made. Like cow, you know. It's yeah. up to how good the meat is on the cow. That will be how good exactly. the steak is. So I always say you can buy a great steak at Gourmet Glat and cook it up yourself. <laughs> Just right. Or sous vide or on the cast iron or on the barbecue. Exactly. Mm. 
But yeah, okay, so that's good to know. So uh, joining us as well is Brent Delman. How are you? Hey, We're going to catch up yeah, a little bit. It's great to be here again. It's so exciting. It's been a long time. Me. Yeah, it's been a little while. We finally yeah. coordinated and and um, I want to hear what you've been up to. What is new in the cheese world and in Brent's world? Yeah, you all right. You had a son in the army last time we spoke. Yeah, he finished the army and uh, very proud of him. It's Shout wonderful. out to my son Ari in Israel. He's still there. He stayed on after his service. And he's going to IDC, studying oh, studying nice. business in Herzliya. Yeah. He did a three-year stint in uh, one of the special forces, Egoz. So, uh, What's that, Egoz? Egoz. Isn't it God? Egoz mean yeah, nut? It's one of the it, elite yeah, units. Yeah, it does mean nut, but uh, not in his case. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's a unit that they're actually one of the special forces of the Golani Brigade. Wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah, very, very proud. We need him uh, on the show. I want to hear what what inspired him to join the Israeli army, an American kid going off to Israel. Yeah. Was he learning there? He was. He went to high school uh, for a couple of years in a program in Hoda Sharon. Okay. Called Mm Na'ale. And uh, decided to, are you familiar with it? Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, he decided to stay on afterwards. And he actually organized a number of the students, um, the American students, actually it's an international body, but uh, primarily Americans, and he international, he organized a group of them to uh, sort of like a pre-Army training program. And uh, so in his senior year, right before he was ready to graduate, he decided, hey, I'm going to go for this. And he started training. He trained for about uh, almost a year to get into one of the special forces. He was determined to, that he wanted to do it right. And, you know, as an American and as, as an Olay Hadash, and a lone soldier, he could uh, he could have served a lesser time, but he decided he wanted to to do the full course. No, we're now talking a week after your matzmaot, you know, yeah. so it's uh, kind of still special. We still have yeah. the feel seventy years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like He's I said, very proud, very proud. So we yeah actually just got back uh, a couple of weeks ago um, from visiting him in Israel. We were there for Pesach. <gasps> And, uh, yeah, oh, it, was, it was wonderful, wonderful. Did you take a cheese foodie tour while you were there? Was there uh, anything We went around? to a couple of wineries, yeah. You know, wineries uh, during Pesach there, is, it's, that's the thing to do. Oh, right, of but course. But you know that they have now, nowadays many, many dairies in Israel, and they make really amazing cheeses. You don't need to look for uh, imported cheese in Israel anymore because they have a lot of great stuff there. Yeah, they're doing wonderful, wonderful work uh, on cheese in Israel. I've visited... In the past, I've visited a lot of the dairies, a lot of the dairy farms there um, with my son in the army. Sometimes I would find myself killing a little bit of time uh, while waiting for him to show up uh, to get uh, um, leave from the army to come to see me. So uh, I'd invariably find myself visiting cheese farms. There you go. <laughs> cheese dairy pretty. Yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of fun. I've been to a number of them. Um, this time, uh, yeah, no, we didn't get to go to any, uh, dairy farms, but, um, uh, we went to Psagot. Very oh, nice. Great. Winery, yeah. Gushetion. Oh, I love that winery. Yeah, yeah. And they let us go pick the grapes Great afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah? They were like massive grapes, like, wow. like really like what the, the spice saw, like yeah. these giant grapes. <laughs> wow. I wonder oh, which variety that, uh, that was, because most wine grapes are usually pretty, uh, 
pretty small compared to uh, were, table grapes. They were huge. Maybe they were just there for the tourists. They could have been just it, for the it, tourists it, to pick. It could have been, or it might be a variety that's uh, that that has actually uh, uh, pretty big berries. Listen. I'm trying to to think which yeah, one. Could, could be could be Chardonnay. Chardonnay is not that big. But it was yeah. a, it had a restaurant attached to it. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Which yeah, one? that's Gushetzion. Gushetzion. Yeah. Oh my god! Fantastic. It. One of the best dairy restaurants in Israel. Yeah. yeah. Made sure. We made sure to hit that. That was in 2010. So Ooh. there was a chamsin back then. So the, there was a big change with the wines when when they yeah, um, came true. out a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. They had a, a different taste, I believe. Then. Yeah, uh, it was difficult here in Israel because 2010 was very hot. And, yeah. you know, it's Israel. So when, when you say very hot in Israel, you can only imagine what it feels like. Um, but uh, some of the better wineries uh, managed to make uh, really, really good wine. Uh, and others had, you know, some um, substandard uh, stuff. Right, right. You know, it's amazing how really God has his hand in everything we do, from the weather, which affects our wines, to our cheese production, right? Like, everything is really... That's true. Yad Hashem. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. We do our Ishtadlut. We do what... What right. we have and should do, but at the end of the day, it all depends on the show. Right, absolutely. Okay, so we've so, had a little catch up about the family. Yeah, and I hear you've uh, you've been traveling as well. I've been traveling a lot. So in the last fifteen months, I want to say I've been in ten countries. So that's wow. pretty cool. Wow. Plus numerous states in the last year and a bit. So it's been a wild ride. I'm going to India soon. So wow. cool. I Is there know. anything kosher there? Right. So so um, <laughs> <laughs> there is. Well. We'll be going with our own chef. I'll yeah. be going with on a kosher tour, okay, cool. so I don't have to worry about that. But um, yeah, it's 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 been a wild ride. Um, I love traveling. I have a very big travel bag. I think it's very Australian also to be very into traveling. So I'm like very excited that I've gotten to see that. And when I travel, I want to experience all the Jewish culture that goes on, where the Jews eat, how they eat, what they eat. even the I, I watch even the non-kosher food. Right, like I, I look and I observe where they, where are they sourcing the food from? You know, uh, is it seasonal, farm to table? Like I want to see everything about its culture. I was in Bangkok, and that's the street food galore. Like I don't know if you've travelled much. Yeah, uh, have you sure. been to Bangkok? I haven't been to Bangkok. Bangkok so it's, have no. you been, Gabriel? No, I have not. It is unbelievable. Uh, number one, the kebabs there are unbelievable. Um, do they make authentic Thai food in the kebab? Okay, yes, they else? do. Which is yeah, really they cool. Do. They had an Asian menu, like a no meaning like Chinese food. They had American food, they had Israeli food, and then they had Thai food, which is you know the co- uh, Tom Kakai, the coconut chicken soup, and they had pad Thai and all the traditional all kind of you know stuff, couple yeah. of you know it's not a huge menu, but you know there's more hamburgers and hot dogs. I have to say they make a really good hamburger at that Chabad house in Bangkok. <laughs> but so right outside the big Chabad house is the backpackers district where they have tons of street food. So I just. Even though I couldn't eat anything, I just ate with my eyes, and I got some inspiration about flavors and stuff that we could use back mm. at home. But yeah, wow, it's always fun. Also, yeah, to mention, I just remembered I uh, I was recently in Portugal too, which is fascinating <gasps> in terms of kosher. So uh, my I met my son, sort of in the happy medium, uh, right in the middle place uh, in Portugal. He flew from Israel, and I flew from the states. And we stayed in Lisbon in a place called Kosher in Lisbon. And it's a couple. There's only about 10 family, ten Jewish families in Lisbon in a city of a few million people, which is unbelievable because at one time was Portugal huge, was you know, a big Jewish community. before the, the Inquisition. Is... And um, so now it's a very small community. We went to a shul there in Lisbon and we stayed. So we ate authentic Portuguese 
kosher food in this kosher what, in Lisbon. What is authentic Portuguese food? So you know they they have there's a lot of well cheese they they do yeah they do have a lot of cheese and wine but they also it's a lot of meat and a lot of seafood. And oh, um yeah. I'm going to go there. I yeah, don't yeah, yeah. Oh, it was it was fascinating. So the couple is originally French. So there was a twist uh, of f- little French Portuguese style food uh, that they were serving. Um, and uh, you know there are a lot of fish. You say so sardines. Sardines uh, are uh, Portugal is known for their sardines. Oh, I know. Sardines I had sardines and tuna in Italy. and fresh fish. Yeah. Ah, and cool. uh, so so I was fortunate enough to go up north in in the mountainous region of Portugal and uh, helped make some cheese in the only kosher cheese facility in the country. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, I was put in touch with them by a mutual friend, and um, they originally started uh, by catering to a local community there that is made up of Anusim or conversos, you know, people that trace their roots back to. Uh, their ancestors being Jewish, and they've sort of returned to Judaism. They they carried on a lot of interesting traditions. They lit f- candles on Friday night, and they didn't eat pork and shellfish and things like that, and they never knew why. So a lot of them trace their roots now, especially with the Internet. Right. They've it's been amazing. able to trace And all the genetic so, testing that you can do now. I can right. tell you which yeah. part of Europe, which town, what street you lived on. Yeah. So there's a big community in uh, in the north of Portugal, and so this producer started decided that he wanted to start producing some kosher cheese for this community. So anyway, so we went up there, and he makes sheep milk cheese. It's just phenomenal stuff. So I stood around for a day helping it, to make some uh, kosher cheese so in Portugal. It's so cool. I want yeah. to come with you on one of your cheese-making <laughs> projects. We've talked about this for yeah. years. I've got to come to the cheese cave. Yes, yes. You still haven't made it. I know, I know. It's crazy. Okay, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Okay, good. All right, so I think it's time now to start with uh, some wine and cheeses. So why don't we start off with with Gabriel, and we're going to talk about what he's got and and what uh, 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 Brent is going to pair that with. Okay. So I brought uh, a bunch of wines, and I see that uh, Brent brought uh, a bunch of cheeses. I actually put them in Great touch stuff. with each other. It's also I my said, favorite cheeses. So. Please coordinate <laughs> what we've got. Are, are these all Chavisrael? Uh No, they're not. There are some. Let me know which ones are which. Okay, sure. Absolutely. So from the beginning, uh, I have a Greer-style cheese that is Chavisrael. I also have a sheep milk cheese. But I'll tell you what, why don't we, why don't I, when we get to them, yeah, absolutely. Right, yeah, well, you'll well, tell us gonna... when we're up to it. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we're starting with the Havarti, right? Yes. Okay, yes. so okay. you guys coordinate. I'm just going to conduct this show because these guys really know everything. So for the Havarti, uh, I would uh, I would pair that with a nice dry Riesling uh, from California. You know, it's it's okay. funny. I, I, I happen to be bringing a wine from Agafen almost every time I come. Uh, and uh, the last time I brought the off-dry wrestling, uh from Lake County. That was from, amazing, uh, I'm just saying. This time I brought the dry one. Mm. Uh, more sharp, uh, great acidity, but really but dry. But it's white. And uh, that pairs well with a lot of cheeses. Uh, and I believe that it would go very, uh, very nicely with the Havarti. Okay, that's good. Well, so the Havarti, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was going to mention that Havarti is a very creamy cheese. Um, it's normally fairly bland, but our Havarti has been aged a while longer, so it has more of a bite to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Havarti is originally a Danish cheese, and um, here in the United States, people generally use it for as a melting cheese. Uh, 
Oh, he's filling up the wine. The a very classy wine glasses. Okay, I took the train in this morning Thank to you. the Lower East Side and I didn't want the LIRR and then their subway, so I couldn't schlep my box of glasses from KFWE 2014. <laughs> so I, we are using plastic glasses, which I do apologise for, everyone. Okay, this smells amazing. Okay, I love the smell of this wine. Okay, so you can't smell it in plastic. It definitely it's, doesn't have uh, it's, aroma. It's, it's much more difficult, and that's right. why wine yeah. glasses are so important. I know, I know. So, so let's talk about so. glasses and, and what we're going to be and, – and, and cheese boards. I am doing a giveaway with one tabletop in Monsey. So this is a, a marble cheese board. Um, this is actually mine from my house, but we're going to do a giveaway of a cheese board just to show you um, what you'll be getting. Um, so you'll be getting a, um, something like this or similar. So you have to follow one tabletop. And Brent is going to send you some cheeses to put on your cheese board for Shovel What because the countdown is on. So um, make sure to follow One Tabletop and um, the cheese guy on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, an Acham Segal Network. That goes without saying, peoples. Okay. We'll, we'll throw in some crackers in there too. Oh. Cheese guy crackers. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. talk about that for a minute. So this is a project that uh, I've embarked upon uh, over the last couple of years, developing these crackers. I have two flavors. Oh. Two varieties, yeah. One is the plain classic, and the other is rosemary. Okay. And they are they're made in Italy. They're produced in southern Italy, the Basilicata region of uh, southern Italy, uh, in a small bakery, and they are baked, and they are not fried. Are they parv? So they are parv, yeah. Okay. OU, OU certified and parv, so uh, I will. Okay, let's start. Put them on the cheese board them on, uh, <laughs> with yeah. our own plate. By the way, this is marble. It's really heavy. I slept it in my knapsack on the train. I was like, ah. Okay. And I'm going to I'm gonna put the creamy. Why don't, Gabriel, why don't Thank you take. You. Uh, so this, the Havarti is not Chalav Yisrael. This is Chalav okay. Stam. And uh, we are going to put the Havarti we'll put on the here. Cheese board. On the We're cheese not going to actually build a, a cheese board. Um, that's, for, an, that's for another show. Right, that's that? for another show. That's a, when, that could when, take up an entire but show. You, you, but we did a cheese ball once, and you taught me about honey and cheese and mm, jam and cheese. Yeah. So I did a. So I've taken all my knowledge I've learned from you the last couple of years, and I did a chocolate wine and cheese pairing on my Pesach program. Ooh. The chocolates were amazing with cheeses. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I had they had this um, Ram Caterers had this amazing chocolate guy. Um, I'm gonna try to find the name and give it out on the show in the next couple of weeks. I'm drawing a blank now. And we made a ganache out of like crazy chocolate and cream. We ate it with cheese. Mind-blowing. It's, it's phenomenal. It's a, right? like an amazing sweet, pairing. Like the salty, yeah. like, ah. Wow. Okay. So, gonna... yeah. So, this, uh, so the Havarti, um, try a little bit. Okay. Uh, do, do you, Gabriel, do you, uh, do you normally suggest, uh, uh, obviously, I'm the cheese guy, so I, I suggest eating cheese first before the wine. Do you, yeah. do you, uh, what is, what is your normal... I don't think that there is um, necessarily um, an order. Again, first drink or first eat, doesn't matter. Okay, this is um, so good. I'm really happy about my wine pairing. Is that if good I, one? I, if so I I'm having the cheese so and myself. the cracker together. I, I tried a little of the cheese separately mm-hmm. and a little of the cracker separately. Okay. Now I'm going to crunch. ZK is going for more. Mmm. <laughs> Someone do, has do, to talk while do I you do. Get, do you get some of that bite? In the in the Havarti? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Mm. It's so, got a lot of depth to it. Baruchat had an Amen. Man. Mm. Oh, what a great combination. So yeah. If you let 
the cheese linger on your tongue a little bit. And you know, we'll, we'll get into this in more depth during the program. But one of the things is that the fat in the cheese sort of coats your tongue and that wine breaks up cuts through, yeah. and cuts through the fat mm. and adds that sweet flavor. This, this has, am I getting a little bit of citrusy, uh, some citrusy, citrusy notes? Some, uh, uh, I, would, nice. I would say even citrus uh, pith. And uh, um, and uh, green apple peels, mm-hmm. and the the the, the, the mineral, uh, which is even a little bit like there is some perceived saltiness to the wine, a little bit of it, that goes very very well. I'm not, trying, uh, I'm, with I'm the not cheese. tasting the saltiness, but go ahead, <laughs> try. I'm trying it. Mm-hmm. To the back. I'm end. no Gabriel Geller. It's hard <laughs> for me to. I'm NN. He's GG. Mm, this is so good. Okay. So what do we have next to try? Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the cheddar. So I've got a couple different varieties of cheddar. Um, these are also halavstam. Uh, the first one is a raw milk cheddar. What do you from, mean by raw milk? I don't understand what that means. So raw milk is unpasteurized milk that has not been pasteurized. It goes into the making of the cheese. So there's all kinds of interesting rules and laws regarding raw milk. It's illegal. Government laws. Correct. Not halachic laws. Okay. Correct. There's, it's illegal in most states to sell raw milk to the public. There are ways that farmers can sell directly to consumers, and it's not considered a real uh, monetary transaction. But cheese is a different story. You can age cheese. If you make cheese using raw milk, it must be aged a minimum of 60 days. So there's a lot of... Foodies, foodies out there who love the, the real French-type soft, bloomy rind cheeses, things like brie and camembert and mm-hmm. the real stinky that's cheeses. That's made with more... That's made In with general, those from France are made with raw milk. So those are illegal to import. Um, they must be pasteurized. So here in the United States, everything must be pasteurized or aged a minimum of 60 days, at which time it's sort of an arbitrary ruling, but... Um, but they figure that the salt and all the enzymes and the cultures in the cheese have really, and, and, and it does, they kill off all that bad bacteria. We preempt that all that bad bacteria from growing by putting in good bacteria into the milk. That's part of the cheese making process. And all of those organisms, microorganisms, they sort of take over. And in 60 days, the cheese ages. And we assume that all bad bacteria has been killed off at that point. So we are allowed to eat. Eat at your own risk. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> but if you, if you read any studies, the, uh, the chances of, of, of obtaining any foodborne illnesses from raw, raw cheeses are oh, so, oh, so just minimal. Just give me some. I'll try it. <laughs> I'll take <laughs> that, them for the yeah, team. Rare meat and, and, and sushi and all these other things uh, are, you're so more likely is, to get. this is regular. This so, is half stam also. Right. So okay. this is By the, the way, I suggest the you use a, another glass to oh. pour out or spit out uh, your wine. Okay. So we can okay. move on to the next. Okay, I'm leaving my wine over here. Okay. Okay. I have plenty more plastic cups. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's so it? okay. So what am I doing with this? Oh, you didn't fill it. I didn't fill you it. You gave yet. me an empty glass. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can either just keep the 
the the yeah, reusing inside. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, because I'm gonna and, finish uh, that one. I'll pour you some. Okay, now now I'm pouring it back to fill it up. Tabor Adama Sauvignon Blanc 2017, oh, brand look, new vintage, fresh. Look at the color on that. It's like Classic. almost like it looks water. Clear, Why is it so it? clear? The yeah. so young Sauvignon Blanc. Okay, let's give ZK. Okay, did you get the first one? Yeah, you did. So you can't only have a little sips because he's got to engineer the show. He, ha okay. he, you know, he has to do the beep. Yeah. <laughs> you look like you're a pilot, by the way. Can I just say? All right. <laughs> can All right. I, can I take a, a just just from the? It's, I, I'm getting peaches. I don't know. This is amazing. Yeah. Right. Peaches, apricots. Yeah. I don't know. You see, this one is so aromatic that even in the, in those plastic cups. Oh, you, it's you get it. tingling on my tongue, right? Like mm -hmm. it tingles. ZK, what do you think? Yeah, ZK's impressed. We get a lot of mm. good stuff. Yeah, this is nice. Gabriel knows how to bring the best stuff to us. So, what, so what uh, gives it the effervescence? Okay. So, um, sometimes um, when they boil the wine, they had, uh, at bottling, they use some, uh, some CO2. And uh, sometimes when you open the bottle of wine, you get some of that residual CO2 in the bottle, which usually blows off after 10, 15 minutes uh, from opening the bottle. This mm. is really interesting. interesting. Okay, mm -hmm. so we're yeah. drinking, having this with our? With the sharp raw That's milk cheddar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And since we already tried a little bit of the wine, we tasted a little bit of the wine, let the, uh, let the cheese sit on your mm -hmm. tongue, sit on your palate a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're kicking it up a... A bit. The other one was had a slight sharpness, a slight bite. This should have more of a bite to it. And one of the things with the 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 positive uh, aspects of uh, the po oh, we got and we even have some we background have music. music that we didn't ask for. There's music, street music coming can in. We, can we start? This is New York, this right? Is New, York, New York guys. We can start dancing on the <laughs> studio tables. Okay. So. <laughs> I should have brought. I don't know if they can hear let's that. Let's see. Do I have any of my South American made cheese? This is a little bit of Latin uh, <laughs> flavor. <laughs> um, so this, so this cheese. One of, couple of the mm. advantages to or the benefits of a raw milk cheese. Why do people go for it? Number one is the health aspects to it. Ah. I don't know if they can hear that on the radio. They can't hear it. No. So we're hearing. Just to let you know why we kind of pause there. There's some street little, music going on outside the studio or, on Grand Street. So it's filtering in a bit, but yeah. I'm not sure it's translating. So we can hear it, but I don't have the radio can. Okay. So, so yeah, raw milk cheeses, the health benefits, number one. They have the real, the real taste and the real uh, probiotics, actually, the real bacteria. So when you pasteurize milk, you kill off almost all of the bacteria, the good, good and, and the, the bad. bad. Right. So... By not pasteurizing and, and raising the temperature up, but not to the point of pasteurization, we keep a lot of the good bacteria in the cheese. So that's the health benefits. A lot of people buy for the probiotics. And then the taste, as hopefully you can taste, is that they say that, and I believe, that you could taste the real taste of the milk. The real taste of the milk. Because a lot of that bacteria also, when you... When you uh, boil the water when you pasteurize it, it kills off the bacteria and it also kills off the flavors. So you get really what the what the cows are eating when they're grazing in the fields uh, the through kind of. yeah through the through the raw, raw milk. So any thoughts on the the I pairings like or the the cheese? 
Okay. And this cheese is fantastic. It's harder than the Avarti. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Saltier also. Um, very rich cheese. But uh, I, I don't feel like it's as uh, as fatty as not the... Not the package. Um, <laughs> Just one Yeah, it's not as fatty. It's not as fatty as the Havarti, which is a good thing because it goes uh, it goes better with this uh, Sauvignon Blanc, which has very good acidity, but not not as intense as the as the Agafen Riesling. Uh, so it pairs, uh, I believe, uh, better, although the Agafen will also be uh, uh, more fine with it. I, I just held up to the screen so people can see the cheese that you're talking about. Do you just want to pass me the wine bottle so people can there. see um, how well these went together? And I've never seen like the little bit of fizz. This is the one that had the little bit of yeah, absolutely. That went, went really nicely together. We'll leave that here. And that was the first wine that we drank. For those of you who are watching us as well as listening to us on the Nachum Net YouTube channel, which is very <laughs> exciting for us. We have a really nice audience that likes to watch our shows, especially kids. We get a lot of kids that watch. And including my 21-year-old daughter, Maya. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Maya. Yeah, she's hey, a big Maya. fan. Thanks. She's a big fan, yeah. Thanks for watching. Follows you on Instagram as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she knows. I'm a big fan of you guys too. So. Thank you. Okay, so let's move right along as we are hitting our halfway sh- mark through the show. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are very excited to have right here on the show Brent Delman from The Cheese Guy. And we have Gabriel Geller from Royal Wine Corporations joining us and doing a wine cheese pairing just in time for Shovel Watt. So we are excited to uh, try all these new wines and cheeses together. I never know what these guys are going to bring. When I set up this show, I put them in touch with each other. I'm like, guys, work it out. Let me know what you're bringing. Yes. Just, you, don't, you don't need to let me know. Just do it amongst yourselves, and I'll be here to orchestrate and taste. Right, And, and Gabriel's great at this. I'm, I'm challenging him now. I have another cheddar. Oh, another cheddar? And, uh, this, it's one of my no, favorites, the craft wide. beer cheddar. Uh, I think it's brilliant. Which Thank one? Thank you. Our craft beer cheddar. Oh, I love that. Is that, is that <laughs> This is not. Okay, I just, yeah. you know, I like yeah. to let our audience know. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely smelling in plastic is so different than wine glass. Oh. oh. Yeah, it's, it's, hard, not, it's, not, it's not just a stick, you know. It's not just, I promise you, it's really not <laughs> stick. When I talk about using wine glasses, it really makes a big difference. Like, I know that I would get real f- different uh, smells and aromas from this. Um, if it was in a, yeah, oh my gosh. So okay, this is this is a fancy wine. Uh, so I, I decided to go for uh, for a red wine also. Uh, I think that white and rosé that in general. Terra di Setta. That's Terra di Setta, absolutely. Oh, in Italy. There you go. Let ah. me just hold this up. So um, I think that rosé, white wine, sparkling wines uh, go wonderfully with most cheeses. Uh, but red wines, most people like think, oh, wine and cheese, wine and cheese. And there are a lot of people who, you know, stick to red wine or uh, when they think about the wine, they automatically think about red wine. Uh, but actually white wines, uh, both with cheese and in general, are usually easier to pair with food. I mean, obviously, a white wine uh, is not so uh, appropriate for steak. Uh, but with cheese, with fish, uh, As we talk pasta. About, about our what food, our upcoming what food. Yeah. So the so there are some red wines that are actually wonderful uh, with cheese. Uh, a nice Chianti, like this one. 
or Pinot Noir, like the Vitkin that we're going to uh, share uh, in a few minutes. Uh, so this is the Terra di Seta. Gran Selezione. I love how he talks. Oh. I love his accent. I know that's funny <laughs> coming from me, but... Chianti yes. Classico 2013. A new vintage. It's a young wine. And where, where in Italy is it from? Uh, Tuscany. 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 Okay, they have, they have a winery, kosher winery, there, and you can obviously... Yeah. It's it's a 100% kosher winery in Italy. It was the first fully kosher winery in Italy. It's an estate winery. And you can go there and have a wine tasting... Absolutely. ...and have that olive oil. You, got, you, 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 you can even uh, stay there. They have, like, uh, cabins, something like that, rooms. No uh, way. It, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, I've seen the pictures. I have not been there yet. <gasps> Hopefully, maybe next year. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, it, it's gorgeous. Uh, it's really in the middle of Tuscany, for the wonderful views. Uh, the scenery is uh, apparently incredible that from, the, so from nice. the picture. Mm. There's a swimming I'm pool. I'm having a 25th wedding anniversary coming up. I think that sounds like a nice trip. Yeah, there you go. Just the question is before or after India. I'm just yeah, it's, joking. It, 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 it's, it's well worth uh, the trip, I believe. I'll, okay. I'll be in Italy next month, actually, for a uh, the big Chibus show, C-I-B-U-S. Oh, awesome. Yeah, the the Italian food show. So the, actually, this year they're they're flying me out, and there's some other kosher uh, buyers, and they're gonna cater full kosher meals and everything for. Do, do you need fantastic. me to come with you? <laughs> uh, I'm happy to like go and represent. You know. You know. Nail from it. the Instagram account. You, I don't feel. You, I don't feel bad for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? Thailand, Panama, yeah, yeah, Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all working. I work on these trips. Oh, I'm sure very, you do. I'm very hard. <laughs> I promise. So, okay. So what's this all right, one? So this is the uh, the craft beer cheddar, and like I say, it's a challenge. This this could be a challenge for uh, even a, a wine expert like Gabriel, but I think he pulled it off. So. Uh, Let's see. So it's this wine so with that cheese. It is. It's this wine with this cheese. And what it is, I'm feeling some ZK again. this is a Vermont cheddar. Mm. And it's, it's made. Here's ZK. This is the, so ZK, oh. this, is, this, is a, this is an aged cheese. So it's. Uh, Be careful. <laughs> no, 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 no. no so good. Quite au contraire. It's, it contains no lactose. It's been aged for over a year. All the lactose. Yeah, <laughs> so the lactose has been broken down. A lot of people aren't aware of this, but those that are lactose uh, intolerant or you know have difficulties with lactose, so cheeses generally that are aged, the harder cheeses like a Parmesan, a Pecorino, Romano, cheddars, things like that, they um, uh, the lactose breaks down over time, and generally over six months, you figure that they are lactose-free. So a good aged cheese like this should be... No problem for somebody who has difficulty with lactose. Oh, this is. Um, and so, just to give you a little little bit of information on the the cheese itself. So, as I said, it's a Vermont made cheese. I go up there every couple of months and help them make the cheese, stirring the curds, and it's it's actually made on one farm. It's considered a farmstead cheese, sort of like a an estate wine, where you know all of the milk comes from this particular breed of cows and all of the cows on this particular farm. So you know exactly where all the milk comes from. It's so similar, the two. I mean, maybe that's why they go so well together and they've been doing wine and cheese pairings for hundreds of years because it's the same Thousands, process. Right, sure. You know, I, I like to say it, it basically boils down to today we're, we're tasting fermented milk and fermented grapes. Yeah. That really right? oh, that's so nice. breaks it's down. It's really true. Yeah. Right? It's so all that, about the terroir. Simplistic. Yeah. 
That's right. The terroir, yeah, a lot of other factors. I'm so fancy using that word, terroir. (laughs) I learned that from you guys. So okay. the uh, so the cheddar then uh, what we do is uh, we make the cheddar and before the cheddar becomes a full fledged cheese it, it is curds so everybody's heard or familiar with curds and whey so the curds are the solid and the whey is the liquid that drains off and most of milk is actually water especially in cow's milk so we try to we try to extract most of that water which is the way it has a little bit of protein and some other minerals and different things in it. But we extract the whey and we leave back the protein, which becomes the curds. And what we do with this cheese is we soak those curds in a couple different types of beer. So this one in particular, I, I use only local craft beers. Ah. So this cheese actually has a following amongst beer aficionados. Other than cheese, cheese lovers. So beer aficionados, a lot of them that follow this cheese, wait to see which is the next beer we're going to use in the production of our cheese. Do you change up the beers? I do, I do. And although I think, so this this one, so they normally have a sticker. We put a sticker on to indicate which brewery we we use. This one, we used um, Yonkers Brewery up near me, uh, their IPA and their stout, their dark beer. And then next, we're going to be partnering, and we, we just made a production with Bronx Brewery, Bronx Brewing Company. I love and that you keep just, it local. Oh, yeah. And, and they're great people. And, you know, here we're based in the New York area. We like to support local. So um, the next one, like I say, is going to be coming out probably a couple of months from now. We're using the Bronx Brewery um, No Resolution and the Bronx Brewery American Pale Ale. So in the meantime, this has – so what, you, what you're getting, we always use some sort of an IPA. And an IPA. Indian Pale Ale. That's right. I know that sounds funny with my accent, right? <laughs> I feel like it, like a lot of emphasis on that. Indian Pale Ale. <laughs> I don't know. You say it. I just call it IPA. Right. But that's what it is. I'm just like, you, you no, in case you yeah, yeah. don't know. My Midwest my accent wouldn't do no, well either. Not, every, not everyone knows. <laughs> right. right? right. So no, absolutely. I'm, I'm absolutely. Trying to yeah, yeah. To, I'm trying to break it down for everyone. 100%. So, uh, yeah, so we put these couple of different beers in there. And the IPA, the India Pale, Pale Ale, works very well with it because it has, it's a very hoppy beer. Right. And so, I don't know, did you get that in the cheese? Oh, it is so there. It's like yes. front and Spot center. Yeah. Right? Do you feel that, that, that the hoppiness is front and center in that Absolutely. cheese? Absolutely. By the way, this cheese won Best Cheese Award at the uh, Kosher Show last year. I remember that. Remember I that? was like, ah, yeah. oh, nachos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's this one? So no, this is the same oh, one. It's so this more. Is, He's kind of so, more cheese because so, we ate it all. <laughs> <laughs> so why did I choose this wine yep. to go yeah. with uh, this cheese? Um, so the Terra di Sera, uh, first of all, they make three Chiantis, three wines uh, from the Chianti Classico appellation, which are all uh, Sangiovese, the the classic or the entry level, uh, which is also fantastic, really uh, great value. It's under twenty dollars. It's a fantastic wine. Um, is uh, 95% Sangiovese and 5% Cabernet Sauvignon, but the other ones are 100% Sangiovese. Uh, this is the this is their uh, flagship wine, the top wine uh, from uh, Terra di Seta. It's about fifty dollars. Uh, uh, so it's the high, high QPR. Is that what they say? The, this is a high-end wine, 
high in wine. Um, it is also a very good QPR, even though it's expensive. For uh, what it is. For, for, for the quality, for uh, the, the, the complexity of this wine and uh, the, the amount of time that it can age. If you have a, a wine cellar or if you have a, a wine cooler uh, in which you can uh, store your wine, you can keep this wine for quite a while, 15, 20 years uh-huh. maybe. Mm. And, uh, and it's going to gain more complexity as it ages. So why this wine with this cheese? I think Personally, I mean, you may disagree, uh, but uh, I think that this uh, craft beer cheddar uh, has some earthiness to it. And that earthiness, I think, matches really well the earthiness of this wine. This is a very earthy wine, uh, even though it has good red fruit aromas, cherries uh, primarily, which is I was very typical say, yeah, of Chianti. That, that's what I'm getting in there, the yeah. cherries. And uh, I oh, think I that goes really well. It, it's it's a nice twist together. Uh, I think there's really a, a nice match there. Wow. I, yeah, I, I agree. I think I think the fruitiness that sort of the, the cherries that I'm getting the fruitiness balances out sort of the nuttiness and the earthiness of of the cheddar. Yeah, I think great great selection. Can I just say, watching you two is amazing. Like <laughs> how you can talk to you, you speak the same language. Like you totally. <laughs> I don't have such an acute palate, so just watching you guys uh, yes, you hit all those notes that you both try in each other's products is so great to watch. Mm. Okay, so it's what a we, lot of fun. Good we have tw- we are forty minutes down. We have twenty minutes left. I'm sure we have a ton of cheeses to try. I'm okay, very excited so to see what's next. So what we're going to do next is this. This is this one is Chalav Yisrael. Sure. Am I good or what? I got it. Is that good? So I'm sorry. One of the other things that I'd like to do, real quick. Why don't we pass around some green apples? Okay. So in particular, there's there's grapes, but there's also green sliced green apples. Okay. Green apples and cheddar are. Oh, okay. We're doing this like a real pairing here. We've got apples, fruit. I mean, we've got apples and, hey, we've got apples and we've got, um, hold on one second, and wine and cheese. Okay, awesome sauce. Okay, yes. you take that. Okay. Wine. Thank you. So can I hold up the next cheese before I... Uh, yeah, yeah. Before I cut into it. Okay, I'd like to take a... I'm going to hold this up to the camera for our YouTube channel. Ta-da-da-da. It's like a boomerang. So this cheese is a Gruyere style cheese. So Gruyere, we cannot name it Gruyere because Gruyere is a protected name. It doesn't does not come from the region of Switzerland. Oh, there you go. I didn't know that. Like so, champagne can drink. exactly, exactly. Only, you know the, whole the story. Europeans are pretty protective over their names. Right, because yeah. they've and they should also be. They should be in production <laughs> for thousands of years. Some of these Absol- things, like, absolutely. America's only four hundred years old. Australia's only two hundred. So you know, there is no cheese of Sydney. We're almost four hundred. Right, but didn't, aren't you like 1770? No, that's Australia. So when, when? Yeah, 1776. Okay, but that's not 200 years. 400. Because Columbus sailed the ocean blue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Some, See, somewhere in the middle. Can I just say that I'm Australian? <laughs> I never went to school, elementary school here, so I don't know all the we're stuff. About, we're about okay. 250, 240. 240. Okay, there um, you go. So, uh, and here's the wine that we're going to be pairing with. Okay, you bought this on the show a couple of weeks ago, okay, the, the lineage brand, and you caught. Right, yeah. I remember this. And we had this uh, on Pesach a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. Before Pesach. That's true. So before Pesach, I brought the lineage Pinot Noir. Yeah. And uh, I thought about, uh, I needed to bring a Pinot Noir also. But I thought, oh, I brought the lineage uh, Pinot Noir last time. Uh, but we're having cheeses and uh, uh, in the lineage series, lineage series, series there is uh, 
a wonderful Chardonnay, uh, which should uh, pair very nicely with at least some of the cheeses that uh, Brent uh, would bring. Okay. So uh, here we are. Wonderful so, wine. So we're going to have that cheese, this harvest roll. Gruyere-style Gruyere cheese. Style which, with the apple? We're having it on the apple? Uh, you could. You could. The, the, What's the, the apple? best way to do this? I would say alone for now, but um, oh, okay. but but yeah, but now the the apple was sort of to follow the cheddar and also as a palate cleanser. Okay. But okay. um, but it can also be used uh, to uh, to eat okay. this as well. So this one, as I said, is Chalavisrel, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Gruyere style, made in Vermont, in the same region that I make the uh, the cheddar. Okay. And um, sorry. Oh, that's going this way. Mm-hmm. Okay, there so, you go, ZK. Okay. So I am from Switzerland, and I grew up. Eating kosher Gruyere from Switzerland. Mm. And this is wonderful. Thank you. The you creaminess like yeah. is unbelievable. So it's been aged a year. So what am I following this with? Where's the Which wine? Okay, so the Herzog lineage okay, do uh, I have it? Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. You got the bottle over there? Oh, yeah. I've got the yeah, bottle. <laughs> Wait, which one? Did we pour it? Yeah, I did. Uh, where is your glass? I oh, don't here. have it. Oh, here you go. Ah, sorry. <laughs> Okay. I was hoarding so I them all the by cheese? me. So uh, the the Lineage series, which is a new series from uh, Herzog Wine Cellars in California, uh, is a series of five wines. Um, there is a Cabernet Sauvignon, of course. There's a Choreograph, which is a very special blend uh, of 12 different varieties grown in the uh, Herzog family's uh, Prince Vineyard in Clarksburg, California. We have this wonderful Chardonnay. Also from Clarksburg, and uh, there is uh, there is also a Sauvignon Blanc and a Rosé, which I would have very much loved to bring. Uh, Don't we have today. a Rosé out there? We have a Rosé here. Oh, we're going we, to we're taste also sure uh, a, a Rosé with uh, one of these cheese. Uh, but uh, I didn't bring the Sauvignon Blanc or the Rosé from Herzog simply because they have not arrived yet in New York. They are still at the winery in California, and uh, we should get them. I'll have a word with Joe. Weeks. In time, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully in a few days, so they will be here in time for uh, uh, Shavuot. Okay. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, I couldn't bring them uh, today. Okay. Uh, but the Chardonnay is, uh, is wonderful. Those. It's got the the traditional. That's why I'm happy to have the the the, the, the green apple that uh, Brent oh. brought. Uh, it has some uh, some of those green apple aromas. So I should. But yeah, yeah, sure, I'm definitely, fruit and definitely, wine. definitely. Now, was this aged in oak? It was aged in oak for a short amount of time. Part part of the wine was aged for a few months in oak. Yes, I'm. Again, my palate is not so sophisticated, but I'm getting a little bit of oakiness. Yeah, there's a hint of oakiness, yeah. nuttiness to it, definitely. Uh, some creaminess. Creaminess. A bit. I'm tasting the creaminess. And some tropical fruit aromas, which are not so common in uh, in Chardonnay wines. This is really smooth and light yeah. and creamy and. Mm. And maybe a little. And I like it with apple. A little vanilla, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you says you don't have a few. The vanilla comes from um, comes from the oak. The creaminess comes from what we call the malolactic fermentation, which is a secondary fermentation that happens um, at a later stage during the the aging process. And uh, for Chardonnay, that's aged uh, in oak barrels like this one. Uh, it's a process that happens while the wine is in the barrels. Amazing, amazing. Okay, moving right along. We have right. 14 minutes left. we got to grab in those wines. Can we just make sure we get that rosé in? 
Oh yeah, it's Special the last one. We have also the Pinot Noir. We okay, must we try can that. do two wines in um, 14 minutes. Are we going minutes? to taste uh, this cheese with the yes white? Yeah, yeah, great. That'll, that'll so that will go with the Pinot Noir. Everybody's got their requests. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to get everything in. Okay, okay the next one we're gonna make, s- make sure everyone before I I'm just gonna take one second there to make sure that we're doing it. Remind you all that we have a giveaway. You have to follow uh, the cheese guy and Nachum uh, Siegel there. Um, the cheese. Network. It's the cheese guy the, on Instagram. The cheese guy on and, Instagram. The T A G. Brent, the cheese guy on Facebook. I wasn't lucky enough to get the cheese guy. Oh really? Yeah. Oh crazy. Taken. So it's the cheese guy on, on Instagram. Instagram and Brent, the, the cheese the guy. cheese guy on Facebook. So make sure you follow and like and. And, of course, One Tabletop, who is donating a beautiful board. And we're going to announce those winners on our Instagram stories. Um, at make, but you've got to follow both. And if you're not on Instagram, you just email me, Naomi, at nachamsegal.com and let me know. Let's show the camera. Look, the, at, the, look at that ball. This is stunning. Can I just say, <laughs> this is really a beautiful, beautiful bottle. Rosé. So it's the Chateau Rubin La Vie en Rose. Life in Pink. Life in pink. Mm-hmm. I like that. I have a house mm. of girls. It's life, is it? life in pink at our house. And we, we had this rosé uh, for the first time last year, the 2016. Uh, and it was really rocking you want and, a, and a huge success. And I expect as much success, at least, uh, with this uh, new 2017 release. You think you can still man the controls after another few few of these tastings? Wait, he's just having a little bit. Is he case not allowed to drink so much because he's got to make sure... <laughs> We're running. He's flying the plane. Remember? <laughs> okay. So what what cheese are we having with this? So we're gonna we're gonna mix up the milks, the the animals. So here we go with a goat. So this is a plain goat cheese. Means no no nothing, no herbs, no uh, flavorings. So it's plain goat cheese, creamy. This one comes from Wisconsin. I visited the small farms where they, where this comes from. They are multi generational family farms that have been I love doing that. this for that's awesome. Five, six generations, and they're just the, the the goats are just treated so wonderfully. They're out. They don't graze like cows do. They sort of eat more like shrubs and bushes, and you know, and 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 the reputation of them eating almost anything is my is, Highland is goat. Accurate. You know that there's an Australian song, or maybe a maybe it's British about the Highland goat who ate the shirts off my back line. I, no. Because I'll eat anything. They ate the shirts off the washing line. Ah. Uh, so they really have a reputation of eating everything. And it's true. This is absolutely true. So this is this is a fresh cheese. This is not Hala Um And going to cut into this. I love one, goat one of the things, you know, one of the interesting things about different animals and, and you know, we were talking about the terroir. Um, so cheese, uh, the flavors of cheese is determined by the type of animal. So in the kosher world, we have primarily uh, cows. Secondarily, goats. Third is sheep. sheep. And then, actually, I just started, I brought on a new cheese, which I don't have here today, but a buffalo, water buffalo oh, milk cheese. Oh, you've had cheese. that on the show before. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's relatively new. And uh, so water buffalo, yeah, milk is kosher. But um, so it depends. So the type of animal determines the taste of the milk. Also the breed of the animal. So some of the... Um, some of the cow, it depends which type of cow, Jerseys or Guernseys or all different variety, breeds of cows produce different levels of fat content and different levels of protein. Same with goats and sheep. So generally the taste that you get uh, from goats, by the way, in terms of lactose, 
there is lactose in it, but I hear anecdotally all the time, all the, the goat time, has less. that goat che- people who are lactose intolerant, and, and again, cheese. don't, yeah. you know, uh, don't do this because, I, but I'm you. just telling what I hear, people tell me that goat and sheep milk cheeses are able to be tolerated, you know, amongst Processed uh, in the belly yeah. better. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and generally, uh, goat cheese has a sort of a tanginess yeah. to it. I lo- that's, people uh, either love it or they don't. That's, yeah, that's the bottom that's, line. That's true. <laughs> Right, so people either love goat cheese or they're like, oh, this tastes like... Why don't we do this on a cracker? This is most easily... uh... I love, love. In my book, I have a... My Pesach uh... book has a goat cheese recipe. (laughs) ZK? Yeah. Uh Uh-oh, we're going to be... So good. I'm going down either. (laughs) (laughs) It's very, 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 very tangy for goat cheese. They put one here. Yeah, no... Oh, sure. Yep. Um, it's it's probably the tangiest goat cheese I've ever had. Really? Yeah. Is that... Uh, in a good way. No, good. not in okay, a bad good, way. Good. What do we drink this with? So, with the rosé. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> I think it definitely needs okay. So, La Vie en Rose from Chateau Rubin, 2017. Very fragrant, yeah. light. Uh, this is the, the, the summer wine par excellence. Oh, this is... This is the summer. This is your Shavuos wine. How, mm-hmm. What's the price on this? Around $20. No, that's not the 22. crazy money. I like. Mm-hmm. Are these all Mevushal? What's the story? Okay, so actually of all of these wines, there's only one Mevushal. And, uh, sorry, two Mevushal wines. Uh, that's the Hagafen, uh, Dry Riesling, and the uh, Herzog Lineage uh, Chardonnay. Okay. These are great. Mm. I like this. Lineage, right? Lineage. Lineage. You did it good. You did it good. Lineage. Oh, I say tomato. I, I, I've, been, I, I've been, you know, training, but. <laughs> <laughs> You're speaking to us. Listen, if we were to try, I can I, only speak for myself, Swiss or German or. We cannot you get say, your accent right. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing no. amazing. Okay. This is really something. Mm. Okay. That was oh. really cool. I really like those. Do we have another wine and you, another cheese? Yeah, on the, let me just mention on the on the goat cheese. This is a good time of the year to eat goat cheese because I learned that from you. Ah, uh, yeah. About eating cheeses in season. It's absolutely season there's a, a seasonality for every season. Um, <laughs> yeah, there is. There's really seasonality to cheese, and I'm sure to wine as well, and all all foods. Obviously, I'm 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 looking forward to like stone fruits coming out soon, peaches and plums. Yeah. Oh man, I love that. But um, so with the cheese. Yeah, the the um, uh, the animals are lactating at this time of the year, so fresh milk is being produced. Because it's they're spring. going out. Yeah, they're going out and they're grazing. And like I mentioned, with the goats, they're eating a lot of the the herbs and the the grasses and the and the um, uh, and all kind of clover and all kinds of things. And you get that in the taste of the milk. So every batch, especially making small batch artisanal cheeses like mine, you'll get. Slight differences, nuances in whatever the animals are consuming. So that the seasonality absolutely plays a part in this. So we have the breeds, we have the type of animal, we have the breeds, we have the seasonality and what the animals are consuming, and then there, are, and then we'll go from there. Unreal, unreal. You can really, I love the fact that you can taste the earth. I mean, isn't that what terroir means? Taste yeah. of the earth. Mm, kind of. I mean, terroir means. Taste combination, of place. exactly. Taste of a place, yeah. right. combination weather, of a soil, soil, a climate. Right. But that's all, like, yeah. as we said, well, I'm keeping this back to the wine, wine and cheese, cheese together. Mm-hmm. 
This is amazing. Do we have another wine and cheese to try? Because we've sure. got about six, five minutes left, and I think okay. it'd be great we've to, got, to, we've got so two, to continue one less cheese and one less everyone. wine. I've I've got actually two more. Two more. Okay. Should so I let's do both? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We can move fast. Exactly. All right. So. I wanted to mix up the animals, as I mentioned. This is Hall of Israel, CY, as we go. Yeah, or, I was right, CY. <laughs> or <laughs> in the trade, you know, for those that are not as familiar with the term CY or Hall of Israel, yeah. we call it super kosher. Oh, uh, yeah? Is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just came from Whole Foods. I had a meeting with um, one of the regi- regional buyers. Yeah, if I can give a plug to my the products are now in what's called uh, Planogram. So in the... Um, Every new Whole Foods, and there's about 40 or 50 Whole Foods in the New York area alone, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, we are in a little section of every new Whole Foods that goes up. So we're in 40 or 50 Whole Foods. The cheese guy has a little, yeah, a little presence in every one of the stores. I'm so proud of you. Had, had, thank you. Had a great meeting with, uh, with the buyer just now. We were talking especially about the craft beer cheddar and the Bronx Brewery pairing that we're going to be doing. And um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. So... The, uh, I see there's a rind there. Do we cut the rind off? Is that rind? Uh, yeah, the rind is edible. It's definitely a natural edible rind. It tends to be a little bit too strong for for many, but you're welcome to it. Um, and uh, this is a CY, as mentioned, called Israel cheese. Um, and this is sheep milk. This comes from the island of Sardinia, Ooh. Italy. Mm. And uh, my wife and I have had the... Um, so let's pour the, the wine. The, the pleasure and the, the honor of meeting with... Uh, these small farmers that uh, where the sheep are grazing in the fields, mm. and um, and you can definitely taste the difference, Richness. right? Yeah. Can you taste the difference in in cow's milk versus the sheep and the goat? I can definitely tell the difference with the goat. Just to give you an idea how much milk is produced, so cows produce about twelve to twenty gallons per cow a day of milk. Oh, really? Oh. And goats. Um, uh, I, about four gallons, only four gallons. Much more. That's why goat cheese and is always so little. <laughs> it, it is. It's it's <laughs> a lot more cows and goats expensive to to uh, to obtain the milk. And then sheep only produce a couple of quarts a day per sheep. So to give you okay, a perspective, that's even, right? Wow. So cow, little, goat, sheep. Wow. Right. But sheep. Milk yields a lot more cheese because it's higher in fat and higher in protein. So the actually the sheep milk yields a lot more cheese than uh, than the others. But it is a lot more difficult to and more timely and uh, yeah, more expensive. This is amazing. And time consuming <laughs> is what I was going to say. This is really good, and I'm not the biggest red That's wine drinker. Wine. This is delicious. Okay, so. Here we have the Witkin Pinot Noir. May not be uh, my first choice with this cheese, truthfully. Uh, would go uh, would go wonderfully with the goat cheese we had before. And uh, there's another uh, cheese. On which one was that? Top, top, the Vermont Bloom. Uh, that's, uh, that would go absolutely mm. great together. Oh, what, a, what a combination this that is. Was, that was amazing. <clears throat> I love the combinations of food. Like... I mean, every recipe is built like that by adding this combination to that combination to that combination, the amounts and the ratios, and voila, you have a recipe. But the any, same thing with this. Any it's black about- cherries in here? Yeah, black cherries. Okay. Can yeah. you taste that? Yeah. Black cherries, uh, red currants. 
raspberries. Yeah. Uh, those are typical aromas in Pinot Noir. So Pinot Noir originally uh, comes from the Burgundy uh, region in France, which is a pretty cold, uh, rainy um, area, climate. Uh, very different from Israel's. Uh, yet, there are a few uh, Pinot Noir made in Israel. Uh, not all of them are really good. But this is definitely one of the best, the Witkin Pinot Noir. Witkin. Yeah. I never heard of this one. Very From nice. the Ella Valley. I've heard of the Ella Valley. Uh-huh. This was unreal. Which is in the Judean Hills. Uh, okay. It's, Ella Valley is really right next to uh, Bet Shemesh. Oh, so it's pretty go. close to Yerushalayim. It's about 30, 40 minutes uh, from Yerushalayim. And uh, he, Asaf Baz, the winemaker and co-owner of uh, Witkin Winery, he really makes uh, fantastic Pinot Noir. does a great job with this variety. Uh, it's a lighter, uh, it's a lighter red. It's not uh, as heavy as most Cabernet Sauvignon are, and uh, the 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 body of the wine, which is light to medium, the texture of the wine, which is soft, uh, even a little bit velvety, uh, goes uh, wonderfully, uh, especially with goat cheese, but also with some uh, other uh, more saltier uh, cheeses. And as you can see here, the combination is fantastic. I cannot it, believe it, the information it, it, that you guys both have. This has been an incredible hour. I, I, so Kay's like, we got to start wrapping it up. Can we do one last? Do we have we, time? We, have, we are out of time. Oh. We're, we're <laughs> we have you a brie. We have we'll, a brie we'll style cheese. Let's do the Vermont Blum. It's amazing. This is, yeah, this is this Gabriel's is favorite. <laughs> this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our, uh, we have music right up to the uh, Lichbenching. Uh, sponsored by our friends at Kedem. Mark Zomik is coming up next with his Erev Shabbos show. Wishing everyone Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Take care. Shabbat Bye. Shalom.